0: Hey. Hey. What's good, man? Oh, uh, nothing. Nothing's good. Nothing in the whole entire fucking world. Good. Not really. Yeah, that's true.
1: I was at my kids' football practice, which was boring because they weren't even like hitting each other today. I wanted to see them hit some kids.
0: Nothing like adolescent violence. You know what I'm saying? But they're dukes up. We're going to James Gun the fuck out of this episode. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to catch a case. So Fridays are my uh, the days I get off a little bit early so I can hit the the barbershop. This is my this is my dad day, you know, where I have my own okay. day to myself. And uh, that's why I knew exactly I'd be home at 8. Um, and I, I kind of was like 5 minutes late, but whatever. Who's counting? Who's counting? Will you make me keep fucking record? Polly, what are you doing over here? <laughs> um, <I don't> know. <laughs> we doing and so my barbershop's dope. My barbershop's really cool. Uh, so when I go there, it's it's like 2 hours of just um, relax you know unless somebody's stupid and brings their fucking wife or girlfriend like there's always that one motherfucker that fucks up and brings their wife or their girlfriend (laughs) today um it was a cool everybody was after work everybody shows up we were doing what did they call this shit this is some shit i don't do so i i don't um i don't know it's uh irish car bombs irish Mm -hmm. car bombs you know what that is -hmm. okay i don't right i didn't i didn't drink that I, shit I think I so up. at
1: least it's like it's like where you drop a shot inside of a beer type of uh, exactly. fucking exactly yeah. it's like it's like one's on enough you got to do both at the same time
0: same time you got to chug it like you a fucking valley girl and shit you know trying to lose your virginity mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah i, I we doing we doing guinness and some baileys and some other. Uh, i'm like son i am 38 motherfucking years old you know what i'm saying like i haven't done this shit 20 since 20 years ago legit yeah. you know we over here like a bunch of fucking <clears throat> sorority girls and shit, you know? trying to mm-hmm. f- fuck me? Like, what's going on?
1: I only do Irish car bongs. It's where you take, like, a joint and you put it in the end of the bong and then you gotta smoke the whole thing in one hit.
0: Is that possible?
1: Uh, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure you could rig a way to fit a joint into, like, where the bong head slides out. If you roll it the right width, you could... But I don't know about the one hit thing. I mean, you said, I can't.
0: You said rig, right? Just to correct Yeah. It. Okay. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can rigor rig it.
0: Uh oh, <laughs> dangerous
2: territory. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, let's um, let's go ahead and just hit record.
2: There were times I lost a dream or two. The world don't move to the beat of just one drum What might be right for you may not be right for some Just a good old boy Never meaning no harm Beats all you never saw Been in trouble with the law since the day they was born Sometimes you wanna go where everybody your name, and they're always glad you came, you wanna be where you can see, the troubles are all the same, you wanna be where everybody knows your name.
0: What's up everyone? This is Rich Al Sinestro and welcome to season two of What's Worth Watching. Joining me today is...
1: Oh hey, it's your old pal Paul. <laughs> What's up, fuckers? I love that. <laughs> oh, hey, did yeah. I see you there? I started I started throwing the your old pal Paul thing on my friends till the end ones. Like, I try and include people who aren't actual family in my family because a lot of my family is... Uh, not, I don't want to say not great, but I think some of my friends are cooler than some of my family. So
0: You don't want to say that they're not great yet. You said it in not wanting to say it.
1: Uh, Yeah, backhandedly, I did insult <laughs> my family, so... If any of them actually listen, then thanks for listening, right. and also go fuck yourself. There it is. We need all the hits we can get.
0: <laughs> all right, so this is this is the revival of What's Worth Watching, and yeah, yeah. Um, the plan for this show is for Polly and I to introduce a couple properties, um, not to really get too detailed and spoilers, just to kind of give you an idea of what we've been watching, why it's worth watching. I know I have a TV and a movie property. What do you have? Is it both movies, Polly?
1: Uh, yes, it is. I, I have two movies and maybe if we have time an honorable mention one that I'll throw in. But um, uh, since I'm known for picking more horror type movies for my show, yeah. I picked a couple that are not actually full on horror movies because I, I, I try and kind of branch out and watch a little bit of other stuff here and there things that uh, we like to refer to as horror adjacent where it's not a a pure horror movie, but things that might fall next to it, like an action thriller or a a, drama thriller mystery type of thing or something like that. So so yeah, I got a couple of of non-horror picks for today. Non-horror picks.
0: All right. Well, there
1: might be a couple of horrors. I don't know. We shall see.
0: All right. Well, with that, let's go ahead and start off with your first pick this week, Paul.
1: Let us know. Sure. So my first pick is... A kind of a generic title, but it is a movie called Bad Girl, mm. which I don't remember which streaming service I found this on, but it's out there. It's, uh just came out in 2017, and this movie is starring most notably Samara Weaving, which I don't know if you know her, but she was in a movie called The Babysitter last year, uh, a movie called Mayhem. And that was the other one she was in. Oh, mayhem kind of, with no.
0: uh, Glenn from Walking Dead.
1: Yes. Oh, and she was a character in Ash vs. Evil Dead. She's kind of becoming this uh, this regular in like the horror and thriller community. Uh, so she's the most notable actress in it. Other than that, pretty independent. Mostly people I have not seen in other things. Uh, so the premise of this movie is I'll just read the synopsis here and then kind of kind of uh, go off of that a little bit. Uh, bad girl Amy, age 17, is given one last chance by her adoptive parents, who think Amy's friendship with local girl Chloe is a step in the right direction. But when Amy discovers Chloe's secret, she finds herself fighting for her life huh. and for the future of her fam, the future of the family she herself tried to destroy. So it's it's kind of a, a predictable tale of, you know, this girl that's a bad girl that becomes friends with a good girl. And the good girl is not exactly as good as she seems, but it it takes some kind of unique turns and the uh, the the acting between these two girls is is actually pretty solid um uh, it's it was you know a very enjoyable movie it's short it's um out of australia and I, uh, I you know i really enjoyed it i i would give it like maybe a seven and a half out of ten. I don't want to give away too much because you know, the, the synopsis kind of gives away some of the plot, but there's definitely some sort of twists that it takes that are not right out in, in front of you. Like it, it will go in a little bit of an odd direction. So I don't know. Have you heard of this one? Do you know anything about this? I know nothing of it. I know nothing. Is, is there nudity? First question. Um, let me think. If there's not nudity, there's definitely near nudity. Uh, so this, this might be, a well, I guess not really spoilery, but let's say that one of the girls is a little bit interested in the other girl Ooh. and I think, I think there's very brief nudity and there, there might be a little bit of, uh, open touching, touching and kissing, oh. not quite open vagina, but okay, it was getting there. I'm keeping classy. Mm-hmm. All right.
0: <laughs> what really caught you about it? Like what was, what was the reason that it's worth watching?
1: Uh, you know the, the the major thing to me is is the the technical aspect of it between the acting and the the way that it was shot. Like something about Australian directors lately that are doing kind of these horror and drama thriller type movies have have really just been super technically sound lately. Whether it's in the editing or their cinematography or just their general direction in the shots that they choose to to capture to to tell these stories. Uh, But yeah, Australian horror and thriller has has really been on the rise over the last five to ten years, I would say. And I mean, there's just this great aesthetic. And then like I was saying, the acting between these two girls is really strong. Like they they play up that the one girl is bad and kind of meets this other girl and they sort of have this organic friendship, just grow out of the one girl being nice to her and, and kind of being around and she's not used to that. So. So yeah, good acting, good you know, great technical aspect to it. And um just the fact that it was an Australian movie, I've been a little bit more drawn to that that region. So Uh
0: you know, the, the last Australian movie I watched was I think it's called Undead. It was like this uh Australian cowboy. I don't know if that's a term at all. Um hmm. and uh they fight in aliens and then they turn out to be some spaceships happen and it's, oh, really? all, it's all over the place. Um, yeah, I, I, I always think about Australian cinema as everybody's in the 90s. Like everybody has the, the style of, of, of what we wore in the 90s. And there's a lot of brown pants. I don't know. Like that's like what I always picture with the <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. You know, it always feels like they're a step behind us. So you're telling me that they've been stepping their game up in the last five years. So what you're saying?
1: Yeah, I mean... Uh, you know, it's it's no spoiler to anyone who listens to my show, but one of my favorite movies of the year was this movie called Cat Sick Blues. We yeah. interviewed the director. We interviewed the the lead protagonist in the movie, awesome. or no antagonist? I think is that bad guy antagonist? Yeah, Antagonized because they antagonize
0: you. Yes, that's
1: right. Sorry, they don't protagonize you. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that means, but <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was one of my favorite movies of the year. That was a, a fully Australian production. Um, and I can't think off the top of my head, there was another one that I watched recently and I just was listening to a few other podcasts, talk about some of them. So I'll have to come up with some more Australian picks for future episodes of the show. But, but yeah, they really have been, have been, uh, nailing it lately. Right on. And one more time on that title. That is bad girl, girl, singular, not girls. And it's going to be from – it was made 2016, released 2017, starring Samara Weaving.
0: And that's streaming on xnxx.com.
1: I wish. <laughs> Samara Weaving is definitely a fox. Ooh, a fox. Stone Cold? A Stone Cold fox? God <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> oh, gee, a brick house. So that would be mine. What is your pick going to be now?
0: All right, so I'll start with my movie. And um, this is a movie I watched a couple weeks back, maybe even, and even longer than that. Um, it's called The Night Eats the World. Mm-hmm. This is something I streamed on iTunes, where I stream most of my, my media. Uh, this is a, a movie that's based off of a novel. I didn't know that until after reading up on it. It's directed by Dominique Rocher. And I'll tell you, I don't know anything else this person has produced, but The Night Eats the World is a fun ride. Uh, I'll give you the synopsis here. I like this idea of synopsis or synopsy. Is it synopsy, Pauly?
1: Uh, I don't know the plural of it, but yeah, it's, it's something we always do it on, on who will survive. I'll read the synopsis and then Marco and I will determine if the synopsis is accurate or not. Or if uh, a lot of times they're wrong on IMDb, they'll say something or they'll give away too much or something like that. And so we'll we'll critique the synopsis as well.
0: Uh, To go off track real quick. Have you seen that um, (laughs) Brian Reynolds? He posted on his social media presence. um, I think it was HBO. I think it was HBO. put the synopsis for Deadpool 2 saying the sequel to the first one. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that shit was fucking classic. I love
1: that. I mean, they're not wrong.
0: They're not wrong. (laughs) They ain't false advertising. All right, so the synopsis for The Night East the World. After waking up in an apartment the night after a raging party, Sam comes face-to-face with his new reality. An army of zombies has invaded the streets of Paris, and he is one of the lone survivors. Petrified Mm -hmm. with fear, he barricades himself inside the building to survive. He wonders how long can he last in silence and solitude, and the answer comes when he learns that he's not all alone after all. Uh, this stars a bunch of people that you don't know. Um, look, I was pleasantly surprised. I love zombie movies. I love mm-hmm. the world of zombie. Um, yeah, me too. This, this, uh, this is kind of, it, it really, really reminds me, it's reminiscent of 28 Days or 28 Weeks Later. Um, okay. it's, it's not terribly gory, it's not sure. terribly glory, gory. The zombies, the take on the zombies is, is definitely unique. It's something you haven't quite seen before. They don't okay. quite move like the zombies that we see in our TV shows or in the movies past. Um, And, and it's, they're, they're almost mute, you know, which is, it, which mm. is in itself very, I don't know, upsetting, you know, imagine being surrounded by the dead and they're mostly mute. I know there's mm-hmm. something unnerving about that. I don't know, it works. The way that yeah, they yeah. move, they move their mouth and shit it's it's crazy. Um it it's something that will definitely in my opinion keep your interest. Um there's there's a twist towards and talking about twists, there is a twist at the end of this movie that you may see coming. You may see it coming if you're somebody that pays attention to your to your properties. Um but I think it works. Even if you mm-hmm. do see it, you know, coming a mile ahead. I saw it coming a mile ahead and and it still hit me. Um nonetheless. So uh it, it's it's suspenseful, it makes you think. And that that that's the in in the zombie apocalypse, that's what really attracts me about the properties is what would I sure, do? Sure, yeah. What would I do? If this shit went down, I go to sleep and I wake up into the apo- it's 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 happening. It's not the beginning. Mm-hmm. You're already in it. You just woke up. What do you do? And then once you secure yourself, once you have safety, how do you get by? You're just by yourself. You're in solitude. What do you do with yourself?
1: Yeah. yeah. Days are there's motherfucking a, long. There's a lot of more recent zombie movies, which we had just kind of talked about. Um, how kind of the goal now is that people want to turn the zombie style on its head and and do different things with it but they also really try to make sure that they nail the human focus of it Mm -hmm. and I think you know it's been really successful lately so this is one that I had on my watch list like I definitely want to check this one out but have not gotten to see it yet Um, you said that it wasn't terribly gory like it wasn't over the top but is there a lot of zombie action or is it pretty minimal zombie wise too
0: mm it's populated by a, a city of zombies um but okay. there there's not a it's not zombie exploitation you're not getting these crazy kills um yeah yeah like well, we're and, used and to
1: even just i like even if they don't necessarily have tons of zombies ripping people up even just having them around um like i had recently watched the that one called it stains the sands red where it's just like one zombie stalking a woman stalking through the at, desert.
0: Yes. yes. Which it, it
1: works well, but man, I love seeing fucking big groups of zombies so much better than just one zombie.
0: The herds really work, right? That's the yeah, thing that, yeah. that brings the fear, but also the idea of somebody track or something tracking you that mm-hmm. will never need to rest. Right. Is uh, in itself um, a scary, scary thought. Uh, But, but uh, yeah, this, this is something definitely worth your watch, Polly. It has a 75% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's holding 49 out of a hundred on Metacritic. Um, Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it has some good praise. If you, if you look it up, if you're looking up any um, reviews of the property, if you're going to take my uh, recommendation, we do a scale on the weekly show of A through F. I would give this a solid B. And uh, I, I think it's a lot of, It's a lot of food for thought, you know, and and that's what I really look forward to in my zombie apocalypse tales. Um, How would I handle it? If I was in that same exact scenario, would I blow my fucking brains out? What would I do if I came across another survivor? How would I treat that person? Um, And what if, what if, right, Um, you may be slightly going mad? How how would you know that?
1: Oh, would you say that... Uh, the the zombie subgenre would be your favorite or one of your favorites of of the horror genre.
0: It is absolutely it's in the scaries. It is zombies for me. There's, yeah. there's two things that scare the fuck out of me in real life, right? Is it's a zombie. It's mm-hmm. it's it's something that is a raging animal that won't ever give up to get towards you to get to you. There's sure. nothing stopping it. It's it's relentless and draculas draculas are fucking scary man because they can hypnotize (laughs) you anything that can take over your mind and and control you and make you think that you're you're in control but in reality something is 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 the puppeteer Mm -hmm. um you know that's that freaks me the fuck out and and, you know taking it to uh the pop culture side of things purple man is my favorite marvel universe uh villain i think he's Mm -hmm. probably the most dangerous in the marvel U because he can take control of anybody's mind just by being near them. And 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 the thing is, you don't know what's happening. And that's what Dracula is right. doing. You know, so yeah, those, those are well, two scaries for me.
1: Well, I cannot uh, this can be a little bonus recommendation, but have you ever seen or heard of uh Stakeland and then there's like a second a sequel to it like Stakeland 2? Stake land that sounds familiar. No, who's in it? It's uh, it's it's stakeland spelled like S-T-A-K-E land. Yeah, as in like a stake through the heart. Uh, there's not like any like huge names in it, but um, it's it's like it kind of bl- blends like the apocalypse genre, but the monsters instead of zombies are like are like these crazy vampire-esque monsters that sort of are starting to run the world. And and kind of let people live in little colonies, and then when they decide that it's time, they go through and like destroy them, basically. And so it's it's kind of blends like zombie apocalypse with vampires. So you would probably dig that. that Stake Land. Yeah, it used to be on Netflix. Uh, they they did the first one a few years back, and then I think the sequel came out last year. But they're pretty badass movies. They're a lot of fun.
0: Um, you know, in that same vein. Uh, Before I wrap up my uh, what's worth watching um, part one here, Um, the same vein of of vampires, there's the Richard Matheson book, Last Man on Earth. They adapted that to with the Vincent Price. Um, Okay movie which was called last man on earth and uh i remember watching that on the sci-fi channel once upon a time and i fucking fell in love with it it's black and white it's old school it's fucking vincent price being vincent Mm -hmm. price old ass rickety man and it's freaky it's freaky that you have they're basically zombies but Mm -hmm. vampires and they have they have um What's the word where they have consciousness? What is that shit called? Where you fucking have they? they have a mind. What is that fucking called? What word uh, I
1: think called? I think consciousness works. Okay.
0: okay. <laughs> yeah. They they, they yeah. are they are with consciousness. They they can yeah. they can think. They're they're thinking uh, beings, and and they're they're constantly being uh, drawn to this this survivor in the form of Vincent Price, and in the daytime he is is kind of uh trying to eradicate the vampire populace and at night he has to just deal with the constant moaning and groaning and beating on his walls and his doors mm-hmm. um trying to break in to get to him because he is literally the last man on earth. Uh what wonderful property, wonderful book and um and 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 that's the shit that freaks me out, man. The idea mm-hmm. of waking up to somebody just just relentlessly trying to get to me, trying to get Hurt me or eat me or, or my family, especially when you introduce a family element. When you're trying to introduce another um, set of beings that you're responsible for, because it's one thing to be only responsible for you, but if you have to th- kind of factor in, how do you take care of a, a a toddler in the zombie apocalypse? Somebody that can't make any noise because it'll track, it'll attract the attention of the undead, or you know a a, a child that is is not old enough. To be able to fend for themselves, although they may know how to be quiet, they may not know how to take care of themselves. If shit hits the fan, if you break your leg, you push, you know, and you're 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 out of commission, it's that's that stress, that anxiety mm-hmm. of having to be responsible. Um, that's what works for me. So in my uh, what's worth watching, uh, one point two would be uh, Last Man on Earth with Vincent Price. Watch that <laughs> shit. All right, Polly, what is what is your second choice? what's worth watching tonight.
1: Sure. So this is a movie that I had heard about because I, I know the director of this movie and was kind of following him, and I listened to a podcast where they were fans of M2, and they were mentioning that he had some new movie coming out. Uh, then, because I'm kind of a spaz, I had totally forgotten about this movie, and now a year later finally watched it after it came out. And that is a movie called Free Fire, This is made by the director, Ben Wheatley, who I had mentioned, who is kind of a notable independent director out of England. He's done some movies like Kill List and a movie called Sightseers and a couple other things that are uh, field in England. So it's kind of these independent horror movie or horror adjacent movies that that are are really, you know, well respected among people, but he's not quite into the mainstream, yet his his movies tend to have a little bit of a weird, dark edge to them. So this movie is actually an action comedy crime movie, and the synopsis reads as, set in Boston in 1978, a meeting in a deserted warehouse between two gangs turns into a shootout and a game of survival. Now, the, the comedy comes in with this crazy cast of characters, which we have played by Charlito Copley, Brie Larson, Army Hammer, Cillian Murphy, and a bunch of other kind of people that you would recognize from just character roles and stuff that you had seen in other movies. And they, they you know, basically have these two rival gangs that they go to do an arms deal. A couple things go wrong, but they're kind of trying to overlook it, and then it goes a little more wrong and a little more wrong to where they end up just basically shooting it out with each other and it, it's this like, all trapped within one warehouse, so it's this confined space that also adds to the tension of it, you know, where it's not over this big area and they're running and shooting. They're just, like, hiding behind just random shit in, a, in an old warehouse, you know, concrete blocks and, and barrels and whatever, and shooting at each other. And it goes on forever because they're all just kind of using... Old hand pistols from 1978, and they're just winging shots off of each other and clipping someone in the shoulder or in the arm or the leg, and then they go down and they like are talking shit to each other the whole time. So it's it's got a lot of funny dialogue stuff in it that way. Uh, but yeah, so obviously Cillian Murphy, we just mentioned, 28 Days Later, yeah. famous for showing his dick in that movie. Wait,
0: wait a minute,
1: <laughs> for reals?
0: I don't remember yep. that.
1: Yeah, in the beginning, when he wakes up in the hospital, he get uh, his get some tree trunk.
0: No, <laughs> is it yeah. like a little baby, uh, baby bird in a nest, or
1: is it? No, no, it's, it's uh it's pretty impressive. I is mean, it? He, he should be, you know, proud of showing it. Is it Mark Wahlberg style? Uh, well, that was a fake one. Who knows if he has really a big one? Why are you gonna crush my dreams? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, other notables, obviously Army Hammer and Brie Larson and Charlito Copley, yeah. and uh, it, it's just a a, a really well written and well constructed movie all around. Um, do you do you like these kind of action? Um, you know, I guess it would fall into the the English comedy shoot up type of movies like this.
0: Um, into. Was it Into Bruges Brogs? What was it? The one with uh, Colin Farrell and uh, that heavyset motherfucker from uh, Twenty Eight Weeks Later? Into Brogs? I'm uh, not sure. It sounds what it you're sound... what you're what you're describing to me um, sounds similar in that vein. It was a um the dude that was married to Madonna for a little bit. Um, oh, Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. I think it was a Guy Ritchie property there. It's it's okay. it, yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm, a, I'm, I'm a, a huge fan of the type of movies where there, it's is it a shoot 'em up bang bang kind of style?
1: Yeah, the majority of the movie is is this gunfight, but it's a, you know it's a long drawn out gunfight where at some point somebody gets a machine gun and they'll fire it off for a little bit, but then it's it's you know back to like hiding and talking shit to each other and and then firing off random shots here and there and somebody trying to crawl across the floor to get to somebody else and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in in like a classic bottle narrative kind of thing, they're all trapped inside this warehouse. Nobody can get out. They're all trying to kill each other, basically, but talking shit to each other at the same time. So,
0: yeah, I mean, I I um I think the to give you an idea of the action that I am interested in, um, have you seen Baby Driver?
1: I have not, but I have heard of it. Okay, but so I haven't seen it.
0: I'm kind of more of the action action, you know, um, versus sure. the. What's the What's the Quentin Tarantino? Um, goddamn, fucking, I'm I'm losing my pop culture cred here. The one with uh, the Mr. Pink, Mr. Brown.
1: Oh, Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir though.
0: Dogs. Yeah, that is it. Is it kind of in that vein? That's because that's also another property that came to mind as you're describing it to me.
1: I have to admit that I have never seen that one. Oh, but okay. I'm not like not like a massive Tarantino fan. I've seen a couple things that were okay and like didn't. Uh, you know, didn't like go nuts and like go back and see all of this stuff. I've heard it's good, but I've just never actually sat down and watched it.
0: I, I'm, I'm more of the guy that needs to see if you're going to do action. Give me the action uh, driver mm-hmm. with with Ryan Gosling with a Gosling. Oh, drive. Yeah. Or Dri- Wait, is it drive. is a driver driver drive? It's drive. Yeah, you're right. That soundtrack was fucking dope, dude. That, that I love that soundtrack. I can still listen to that shit. It's fucking 10 years old. I can still listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, more of that stuff. More, more of sure, the yeah. where Whether it's fast action, it's really giving me. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna try to give me a drama, if you're gonna want me to, if you're if you're doing a kind of uh, social commentary on society or whatever you're trying to do, if you're trying to teach me lessons, cool. But not in in my action. I just it doesn't it doesn't gra- I don't gravitate towards that. I more gravitate yeah. towards drama. See, there's
1: no there's no like drama or or anything. Like, there's not a lot of character development. It's definitely structured more as a. As a British comedy or English comedy, mm-hmm. which, you know, regardless of gunplay, the English comedy is a lot in, like, dialogue and kind of situational things and, and stuff like that. So well, it do, uh, does, doesn't spend a lot of time developing these characters. They're like, oh, this guy's a piece of shit. This guy's a little bit less of a piece of shit. This girl's kind of a piece of shit but not as bad as the rest of them. Like, you know, it's that type of a character it, development. Is it funny
0: then? Is it, is it, like, laugh out loud?
1: Um, Not like – not like a, a, a knee slap, laugh out loud, funny, but definitely funny. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. But, do we do we get to see uh, Cillian's Murphy again?
1: Uh, no, I don't think there's any nudity in this one. Oh, but once is all is all you need.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, if you're gonna scale it, you gave you gave a um, a scale of one to ten on the previous property. What would sure? You... Yeah, uh,
1: this one I have actually higher. I like this quite a bit, but I like this style of movie. And I have this one at, it's kind of lingering between an eight and an eight and a half. I need to like watch it a second time to really give it a a full, full rating, but it's definitely in that range. Like it's something that I really loved. And if I would have saw it last year, it would have been not in the top of my horror movies, but definitely up in the, in the top of just my movies in general that I saw. But yeah, I'm a big fan of Ben Wheatley. He's had some stuff that's not very funny. That's just very dark. And then he's also had some funny ones too. So he has kind of, he did this one called uh, sightseers where it was two people that were out just backpacking and they ended up kind of killing a bunch of people accidentally. And then they were like looking for these, these murderers that were these people that were unintentionally killing people. And it just kind of kept happening through these series of accidents. Like one of those, you know, wacky situational humor, things like that. That was pretty good, too. But where there's murder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Wacky situational murders. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I like this one quite a bit. I think if you like those kind of movies, this is definitely one to check out. And this one was actually available with Amazon Prime if you have a subscription to that as well.
0: There you are, man. Well, I mean, on on that recommendation, you, you rated it very high. Um, it mm-hmm. sounds like it's more funny than it is action. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and it's available on prime. Everybody who doesn't have prime what, what, under a fucking
1: rock. What the hell? Yeah. Charlito Copley is great in this because he plays an English person from South Africa mm-hmm. and he has this weird like like nasally accent and he he just talks shit to everybody and he like gets pissed at, like he's the, the the short fuse guy basically. So, you know, every every time someone's like, hey, fuck you, you fucking guy. You don't even know shit about me. I'm from South Africa. We're fucking tougher than all of you. <laughs> it's just great. Like you just talk shit in this, in this nasally accent to everyone. He's like easily triggered. It's so great. Can I just have you be in a, in a South African accent the whole rest of the show? <laughs> I can certainly
0: try. <laughs> fuck you, you guy. <laughs> Next time I get into a fucking fist brawl. Fuck you, you guy. <laughs> hey, fuck you, you guy. <laughs> Like, what did you call me, motherfucker? I ain't your guy. All right. And uh, what was that property? One more time?
1: Uh, That is Free Fire by Ben Wheatley from 2017. Right on. Look into
0: that one. Okay. So for my second pick of what's worth watching tonight is Castle Rock. This is a property on Hulu. It is based off of Stephen King's universe, I guess. Mm -hmm. I mean... um. J.J. Abrams is helming this. He's at the head of this, and he's a, a known King fan. I am a crazy, devoted, constant reader of King. He is my favorite author. I've read him since I'm 10 years old, when I shouldn't mm-hmm. be, you know. Um, I love mostly his Richard Bachman era. That is that is my favorite king stuff. Um, anything King immediately has my attention. I'm going to check it out at the very least. A lot of times he fails more than he succeeds. King is a whore. He'll let his he'll whore his name out. He'll oh, yeah. he'll, he'll throw it all out there. Um but but Hulu has been really knocking it out with the properties that they've uh, obtained. So you have um 112263 which was with um James Franco, which is a great novel. That is something worth your read or listen if you do audiobooks. Uh it's a time travel tale and uh not a lot of horror. There's 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 snippets of horror in it. Um uh, okay. but but the the, the, the the Hulu property, it it's it's a well done adaptation until the end because the end is different than the book and it fails because of that. Um it's, it's one of the in my opinion, it's one of the few endings in King's properties that actually lands the ending. Mm-hmm. Um this Castle Rock is, is basically a, a meeting point. It's, it's, it's all of his properties come together in Castle Rock. There's tons of ties into previous mm-hmm. works. Um, it's, it's as though everything that we've read or watched in the King universe has actually happened. And this is just another tale in it. There's a tremendous amount of Easter eggs if you're paying attention. Um, So if you're a fan, you're rewarded with every viewing. It's a 10-episode series, and uh, it it releases every Wednesday. The cast of Castle Rock includes Bill Skarsgård. So that's Pennywise from It. Right. You have Sissy Spacek. Um, I don't know. Do you know Jane Levy?
1: Uh the name sounds familiar. She's but. um
0: she's she's like a character actor. You've seen her in stuff. You've, sure, yeah. you know, it's it's one of those faces. You've seen her in a ton of stuff. Uh, Melanie Linsiski, we Melanie have,
1: Linsky, yeah. She's um from that movie I don't feel at home in this world anymore, or something like that that I had recommended to you forever ago. But uh yeah, I know her. You Melanie know her. Linsky.
0: Yeah, she yeah. was she was a little heavier set than she is now, right? Wasn't that her thing? which you like one of those weight watcher people.
1: Uh, I don't know. Actually,
0: I think I'm totally making that up now that I think about it. I think I just, yep. I totally retconned her fucking
1: life. You and are a piece of shit. I am fat shaming her
0: <laughs> <I'm> fat shaming <laughs> on the first episode of what's worth watching. Uh, Andre Holland. Uh, he's probably the main character. Or he's supposed to be the main character of, of this property. And then Scott Glenn, everybody knows Scott Glenn. Um, so this this is the majority of the cast here. These are the principals. And what I love about this property is every episode introduces another mystery. And everybody has their own. The, the, okay. the Castle Rock, the town itself, is a mystery. And, <laughs> and I love that not only the tie-ins, but I love that I'm always second-guessing what's actually happening every time I'm sitting down watching it. If you're a King fan, you're gonna get a ton out of this. If you've never watched a King property or read a King property, you will still enjoy this. This is a great thriller. There's a lot of supernatural elements to it. There's no outright monsters. It's more, it's more suspenseful. Um, it's more you trying to guess what that mystery is. Um, you think you, sure yeah, you you think you know what's going on, and then the next ep they completely turn you on your head. Um, I we're we're in about six eps right now, out of ten, so we're halfway through, and I still don't know what the fuck's going on in Castle Rock, and I love it for that. I completely <laughs> love it for it. I love theorizing. I love going online and um and talking with other people, trying to figure out this 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 story. Where are we going? I love figuring out who they're bringing in to the properties. Um, and, and, and kind of putting together my theories based off of what others are talking about. It's one of those movies, uh, or excuse me, it's one of those TV series. It's Mm -hmm. very similar in the vein of lost. So if anybody was a fan of lost where you're trying to figure out what the fuck is going on, what is the smoke monster? Why are they on the Island? You know, who are these people? All this stuff. You get a lot of that in castle rock. Um, hopefully uh, being that J.J. Abrams, again, here is more of a uh, an exec producer rather than an actual participant in, pr- in producing the content. Um, hopefully, they learn their lessons from Lost and they don't repeat what everybody was kind of upset with towards the end of the series. And sure, then yeah. they answer these questions. Um, I, I think so. I mean, I think that I think they're going to stick the landing. I think this is going to be the, the exception to the King role. And, right. and it's, it's something totally worth your watch. On a grade of A through F, this, in my opinion, is and, and I'm completely biased here. I admit it. I love King, I love the universe. I love all the Easter eggs, I love all the callbacks. I love um, the suspense and the, the scary of the suspense, of the thrilling without mm-hmm. having to have the monster. So again, I'm just just giving you just being transparent, um, uh, coming from Rich it's a, it's an a plus this is a home fucking run for me and we're halfway in we're halfway mm-hmm. in you know so i i can't even imagine where we're going to tend so um check it out it's on hulu if you don't have hulu sign up for the free what is it 30 days and then cancel that shit you know cancel it sure yeah no skin off your nose you got a good show out of it
1: yeah have, no are you,
0: are you a fan of king at all Polly? have you read any of his properties
1: no, I haven't read any of the books. I've seen a, a bunch of the movies and I'm I would say like a, a casual fan of him, but I'm not like a diehard or anything. There's a lot of his movies I like and some of them I just, you know, are are fine like I don't love or hate them. I don't I'm not familiar with any of the books or anything, so um it's all, you know, it's all new to me as far as the book stuff goes other than just what I've heard people talk about. But uh, do you know is this is this show like just a one season and done type of thing or are they going to keep going and going with it or I don't know if that's if that's out there yet.
0: Yeah, I understand that we're getting seasons of Castle Rock. This is okay. not a miniseries like Eleven, Twenty Two, Sixty Three was Hulu has the, uh, a, a few properties of King. So we're going to see more being produced out of Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're trying to build, uh, essentially they're trying to build a channel within Hulu for King and mm-hmm. I, I can't be more ecstatic about that. So, um, so yeah, man, it's, it's something that I think is going to be sticking around. I think sure. it, it deserves it. It's on the level. Are you a fan of the handmaid's tale? Have you watched that at all?
1: No, I haven't, but I don't watch anything that's, that's like in a long form really anyways. So, okay. Very, very rarely, but that also doesn't totally seem like my thing either. So I've, I've not bothered to check that out. So,
0: so, I mean, it, it got a lot of, uh, um, it got a lot of praise in its, uh, initial run and yeah. uh, it won some awards deservingly great tail, a uh, great tale. It's, it's a great, uh, uh, platform for, um, for Hulu, you know, that, that long form it's, it's different in the sense of, uh, how they produce their content, where if you have a Netflix property, they drop it all at once, right?
1: Yes. You get yeah.
0: If it's 10 episodes, you get all 10. If it's 12 episodes, it's all what, – what is Stranger Things? I think it's 13. You get all 13, right? Yeah. With, with Hulu, they kind of keep the idea of how TV watching once was where you would wait week to week. This is released yeah. every Wednesday.
1: Well, because they still own all the TV stuff where they get the new episodes of whatever bullshit sitcoms on NBC and stuff like that. And they release. So the they'll next have like day. the new episode that's on the next day. Yeah, so so
0: they have that same kind of format with the with their original programs. So every mm-hmm. Wednesday we get a new episode of Castle Rock. What's great is it's it's on the timetable of East Coast. So my wife and I, this is our show. We watch it uh, before we go to bed. We watch it at nine o'clock, and um, it's something on Tuesday on Tuesday night. So it's it's nice. something that we always look forward to, and we feel a little. I don't know, a little privileged because we're, we feel like we're, we're sneaking it in, you know, um, right before bed when it's legit being pre- um, released on Wednesday. And, sure. And it's just, it's it's nice to go to sleep scared, you know? Like, I, I, I like that a lot. I like that feeling mm-hmm. of being, like, nervous. I like that feeling of, you know, being unsettled. I like, <laughs> stewing in my head, like, what the fuck did I just watch? There are jump-outs uh, moments where, you know, you're freaked out by the the the, the soundtrack, I, I feel, um, by just the... The atmosphere of Castle Rock is just well done. There's always something looming, and uh, and you feel it constantly, constantly. Again, yeah, I am yeah. super biased, super biased. I admit it freely.
1: No, but, that's fair. <laughs> but You're allowed it, to be biased.
0: <laughs> but uh, please, I, I would say it's worth your watch. If you you know you you you'd take my advice, you know mm-hmm. stick it to the man.
1: T- I, I have heard good things from people that have been watching it. I haven't heard anyone saying that they didn't like it or anything. So, yeah. I, I, you know, listen to a lot of other podcasts that will talk about that kind of stuff. So, so far, it seems positive.
0: Yeah, man. You know, and you don't have to pay for it. Stick it to the man. Get the free trial of Hulu. Don't like it. Cancel yeah, right? it. At the very least, you, you, you got a, a show out of it.
1: Yeah, that one definitely sounds. Interesting for people that are, you know, like I know Marco is a huge fan of that shit, so he probably will will really enjoy that because I know he has has kept up with the the stories from the books too, not just the the movies side only. Which I think there's a lot of stuff in that that was from books, but not necessarily ever really a, a main thing in movies, right? Isn't that kind of the thing where they're they're introducing the stuff that wasn't in movie form before?
0: Yeah, they're borrowing from the King universe, so this is right. original. Pro- this is an original property, but it's based off of the King works, mm-hmm. and it's yeah, it, yeah. it's sanctioned by King. So I mean, it's sure it's a fan it's a fan film in right. lo- in long form, and uh, but it has the blessing of the King. So yeah, okay, there you go.
1: And speaking of King, I got one last bonus one to recommend to people which you may or may not have seen but uh, this will go along with how you said you kind of like a little bit more action and and character stuff in your action movies so a, mes- uh, a movie called message from the king mm. starring our man chadwick boseman aka t'challa yes or is it Chala? what was that i can't remember how that argument went but <laughs> t'challa and Chala.
0: in in, in uh comics it's Chala. t is silent
1: But in the movies, they say the T. They say the T. They pronounce the T. All right. Well, he's the movie one, so we'll call him Mm T'Challa. But, uh, yeah, it's a Netflix original movie. And it's, you know, a pretty typical um, fish-out-of-water story. guy comes to find his sister who's in America, and he's from South Africa. And, you know, finds out that she was into some bad shit. And then he inflicts some bad shit on some motherfuckers. So it's kind of like an R-rated version of Black Panther, but not as good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, so wait, hold on. So he's doing a South African accent again.
1: Uh, yeah, it's it's very similar to. I actually had thought that that was his real voice, the the Black Panther voice. I thought it was his real voice because I had saw the trailer for this movie. And he's basically doing the same thing and I'm like, Oh, I guess this motherfucker just talks this way. I, I had no idea where he was from. <laughs> you know what I mean? So But uh yeah, he's doing that same uh that same style of, of Wakanda accent that everyone has. Apparently Wakanda is in South Africa.
0: Yeah, that's that's odd because he is American. And when, I know. when you hear him talk in interviews, it's just like yeah. he he loses a lot right he loses a lot of his charisma when he's just talking as just a regular old dude yeah yeah. it, it makes you realize we sound like a bunch of yahoos you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah absolutely because <laughs> he sounds like so regal when he's in that uh south african right. accent you you pay attention to what every word you're hanging on every word he says when mm-hmm. he's talking in interviews it's like who is this fucking riffraff over here yeah you know?
2: <laughs>
1: I agree. Uh, yeah, that was. I thought that was his real voice because of seeing this trailer, and I think this came out last year as well. But yeah, it's just a cool. It's you know a little bit over an hour and forty minutes ish on Netflix. Everyone has Netflix, so it's called "Message from the King." Um, if you like Chadwick Boseman, you know he's the main guy in this. You See him beating up fucking gangbangers and stuff in this movie. Right on, with like a like a chain from a motorcycle. uh Oh, like, like Ghost Rider, like Ghost Rider. Yeah,
0: yeah, basically. Now, do we see his Cillian Murphy?
1: Uh, No, no. I'm trying to think. No. I mean, there's like, it, like a girl starts to go for it, but then they get interrupted. And so, nope, it doesn't get pulled out.
0: My favorite thing of this uh, season two of What's Worth Watching is that now we have a new way to refer <laughs> to our
1: wing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, going to intentionally just try and find a movie with Dick in it for next year.
0: Yes. <laughs> <So>.
1: <laughs> and Cillian Murphy makes an appearance
2: <laughs> <Right>.
0: <laughs> yes I like it alright man I'm gonna check um, that one out because I remember you shared that in the messenger and I'm like I gotta mm-hmm. see it because I do, I do enjoy Chadwick Boseman I think that he's um, he's a great obviously he's a great talent
1: sure and this is much more of a straight action thriller it's kind of like a thriller noir type where it's a mystery and you're like what the hell's gonna happen and who's who's really pulling the strings of who and you know that kind of a thing, but all the while he's just fucking people up the through throughout the movie.
0: Is it is it like so, some
1: Punisher shit? Um, kind of like like Punisher light. Like he's not just just taking out massive crowds of people or anything. Like he's it's a, a little more tactical, but he definitely kills some people. Like he's not he's not just like teaching them a lesson. He's he's ending the lesson. Yes, <laughs> a little bit maybe uh, John Wick, a little bit. Um, for some reason I haven't seen that either and I know Whoa, that I would love it and dude. I don't know why I haven't seen that one. Come on, Polly. So, where yeah, have you I think, been? I think I'm going to look up the, uh, just get like a, a set of both movies or something.
0: Well, fuck at this point, just wait till three comes out.
1: Oh, yeah. is there a third one coming out?
0: Yeah, yes. It's in production kind of deal.
1: Yeah. I'm kind of like getting back into action cause I was so focused on horror with, you know, starting this show and stuff. Yeah. And now I'm kind of trying to get back into some other action movies and stuff, too. Well, I mean, Going back to my roots
0: action will still fit the the theme of who will survive. I mean,
1: yeah. Yeah, we've done some action type movies like we covered gun woman and mm-hmm. a couple other ones that were not really horror movies that were more action movies for sure.
0: You know, um, real quick, speaking of like action, have mm-hmm. you seen the roast of Bruce Willis? Have you seen that?
1: No, I've heard some highlights and I heard somebody talking about it on a podcast, someone that was, I, don't, I can't remember if it was someone that was one of the roasters or a writer or something. I forget because I listen to a lot of podcasts, but but I've, I've heard bits and pieces, but not like seen the whole thing.
0: Man, that is completely worth your watch. Uh, Bruce Willis, oh, yeah, yeah. he is a, uh, <laughs> he's a piece of shit. Right, Mm -hmm. um, and he gets his, and it's fun to see a dude that you know, you know, is just stewing inside as people are making jokes at his expense. Oh yeah, um, we have a we have a a cameo by Demi Moore, and she comes in, and I just remember remember Demi Moore used to be sexy. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, yeah. Once upon a time, she comes in with her false teeth, they super white. You know, like they have to dim down the lighting because that shit's reflecting into the crowd. Everybody's fucking, you know, shielding their eyes. Uh, right, she, she, she got was... those veneers. <laughs> they have like horse teeth. She's yeah. wearing horse teeth. Um, yeah, that's gross. She... Yeah, it kind of is, bro. It kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it is fun, man. I had a lot of fun. There is mm-hmm. a um comedian. Oh, my God. I want to tell you this person's name because I fell in love, my God, I fell in love with this girl. What was her fucking name? She is. And Bruce and Bruce Willis's kids are in the fucking in the audience. And that is so weird because everything is hysterical to his kids. Like they fucking <laughs> talk about a knee slapper. Everything's a knee slapper to them. And it's just like, yeah. that is that is odd that you are laughing at shit. That is just so inappropriate about your pops who's like 63 years old. Uh, let's see. So the dais includes Edward Norton. He kills it. He kills it um joseph gordon levitt is the Mm -hmm. host um i I really dig that guy nikki glazier
1: oh yeah i was listening it was her i was listening to a show with her on it
0: oh my god is she is she is hysterical oh yeah yeah. she's hysterical she's super charming she is sexy as hell and uh and she just in my opinion every time even when the camera's on her to get her like her responses. It, it's it's fun, you know, like you're you're mm-hmm. she just just grabs a camera for me. Uh, obviously, Jeffrey Ross is is a part of this. For some reason, Dennis
1: Rodman. I don't get that. Why why are we still? Yeah, they have to like shoehorn fucking oddball celebrities and it's retarded. But dude, he's
0: been in every one of these Comedy Century uh C- Comedy Central roasts, you know, and it's yeah. like you I must I, know somebody. I think it's time to get rid of Dennis Rodman. Why are we pushing Dennis Rodman down the gullet of Americans? You know, like it's giving him all of these kudos for trying to <laughs> circumvent world war three. I, I just don't, I don't understand it. I don't get it. The motherfucker is stumbling through his performance as he gets up on that mic. And it's, a, it's hard. It's a hard watch to see him try, yeah. to, try to read off somebody else's jokes.
1: I actually um, own a Dennis Rodman basketball Jersey. Do you? Yeah. I loved him as a basketball player. He's kind of a idiot now, but <laughs> <laughs>
0: Maybe he should have stayed playing basketball, right? I don't know. Yeah, he I just know. he has no business being a personality. It's it's not even he's not even a fun personality. You know, it's like no. he, he's he's over here just he's uh, he's embarrassed by everything. Everything's embarrassing to him. You know, oh my god, I can't believe they're <laughs> they're looking at me. I can't believe they're talking about me. It's like motherfucker, you <laughs> you seven foot seven foot five. You know, like <laughs> everybody's gonna be talking at you if you on that dais. Um Yeah, but it's it's a lot of fun. Definitely worth watching. Just uh, I guess that would be my bonus, Polly.
1: Right there. Nice. Yeah. But yeah. Nikki Glaser is fun on podcast. She talks a lot about sex and stuff too in her in her full loose format. I like Look that. up her on um, shit. What was the show with Theo Vaughn? Uh, this other comedian, Theo Vaughn. She was on his podcast, and she talked about all kinds of crazy sex stuff.
0: Oh god, I don't know. She drives me nuts. She was in, <laughs> she was in Trainwreck. Oh, okay. She's part of this whole um, crew of Amy Schumer because she was in. Uh, she did. She wrote for Amy Schumer. She was in Trainwreck. Um, I don't know what else anybody would know. Yeah, her she
1: had a, she had a show on Comedy Central for a while, and she? she actually has some kind of a like live radio thing on Sirius or I don't know something like that. I don't know. She was talking about it on on that show. Yes, yeah. I, I, I want to say it's a live show on Sirius possibly that she does, like, a couple days a week or something, so...
0: You know what's a highlight from that roast is because uh, I don't know how tall she actually is, Mm -hmm. um, but when she goes over to shake Bruce Willis's hand, you know, because he has to pretend to be gracious at the end of, uh, you know, their sets where they're just making fun of him and and his family and all of his shortcomings, he doesn't take the step down. (laughs) Right. (laughs) She would like tower over him because he's a little man. That's a little dude. You know, I mean, he looks the same since he's Mm -hmm. 35. He hasn't changed. But, you know, he was a TV star. TV stars are are little dudes. He's a little Mm -hmm. dude. He's a little dude. And it's very apparent because he's standing on like two steps as he's shaking her hand.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I want to say that she's like five eight, five nine, something like that. Oh, my God. Dude must be like he must be Prince tall.
0: Legit. He must be Prince height. You know, Tom Cruise. tom cruise dude oh yeah. my god my man's still doing it still doing have you seen a uh, mission impossible the latest one
1: i have not seen any of them at all oh missing so.
0: out missing out son he's gonna be our next green lantern look out right. for that she is <laughs> she is five nine she is five okay. nine and bruce willis is two steps on that day as <laughs> as, he's, as he's shaking her hand he's a little guy he's what, what do you call those? What are what are those little 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 fidgets? What what do they call them? What what is the
1: proper word? Little... Um, I, I believe they prefer dwarfs.
0: Yes, it, it's a yes, exactly. Or, yeah. or, or elfin? He's an elfin.
1: <laughs> Elfkin? I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't think he's quite that small. He's he's like just a.
0: He uh, put him in his pocket. Uh,
1: it's, it's it's something like with like there's the the other breed of action heroes like the Tom Cruises and Bruce Willis where they're these short guys but they're also kind of badass too. He was badass.
0: He was badass. I don't know. Now. Apparently,
1: the new the new Death Wish has some pretty good moments in it. I haven't seen it yet but the, like cuz he did the remake of oh, Death Wish with Eli Roth. Right. Uh directed it. I guess it's got some good moments in it I heard. I'll Have to check that out.
0: I mean, Death Wish belongs to Charles Bronson. That motherfucker did Death Wish while he was in, suffering from Alzheimer's.
1: I know, uh, and he did a bunch of them just for the paycheck. For
0: reals, that motherfucker would—he would forget his lines because he was suffering from Alzheimer's, and he wasn't—he <laughs> he wouldn't admit to it. And so it was—he would literally do what. Um, and you remember Superman uh, with Marlon Brando, where he pinned mm-hmm. the, he pinned his his uh, lines to the little baby in the mm-hmm. the capsule. He was doing that shit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. All right. But I think, yeah, no, this has been, this has been fun. I know that you and I had been talking about just trying to find a way to get together and, and do something. And, uh, hopefully we can keep this going on, you know, sort of a monthly basis and just sort of check in with each other and catch up a little bit and recommend a few things to each other as well as to everybody else.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I, um, Completely enjoy speaking with you, Polly. I, um, oh, yeah, me too. You. you are, um, definitely one of my favorite people on the internets. And oh, thanks <laughs> for whatever <laughs> that's worth. I send positive vibes your way every day. Um,
1: Perfect.
0: <laughs> and, it uh, and helps. and I, and uh, you're, you're a super talent. So, uh, just to be able to partner <laughs> up with you is, is great. I looked at our last conversation that we, we performed together seven months ago. Mm hmm seven fucking almost a goddamn year ago is the last yeah well that
1: would be the uh friends till the end episode two yeah i believe and i just put out the 11th one of that so it's about right
0: yeah yeah that's like how one long every it's been. month of that so although we stay in contact in little snippets on the messenger talking about um you know what's the motherfucker's name billy gunn what's that dude's name again ryan gunn brian johnson What's the dude that, that uh, uh, is caught up in all the scandals of the sex and the, the pedophilia and the... Oh, James Gunn? James Gunn. All the James Gunning that we fuck Jimmy around Gunn. With. Jimmy Gunn. Jimmy <laughs> Gunn.
1: <laughs> probably don't go by jimmy gunn it's
0: not partners. anymore you can't yeah. no <laughs> uh but it's it's just far too long um to, to hear your voice and to communicate with you in this way so it's it's a lot of fun yeah
1: yeah well i know we had a few times where i almost was gonna come on a couple of shows and just like it ends up the, the problem is like i i'm trying to not spread myself too thin on these things so it will go in waves of like, I have nothing to do. And then all of a sudden I have like three shows in one week and I'm like, fuck, like, now <laughs> no, I have too much stuff to record.
0: Yeah. That's, that's yep. what it is right there. Polly is way too important to sit down with rich <laughs> is all he's trying to say. It's <laughs> hard, man. Yeah. Yeah. Life is hard. It's hard and, and it's long. That's what she said. Um, so <laughs> with that, that has been another episode of what's worth watching. Polly, how do we keep up with Paul T Stevenson?
1: Yeah, the, I guess the main thing is just keep up with my podcast and various other sub-shows sub or sub-series of Who Will Survive Horror Podcast. Uh, we're you know here on Raw Live and Unedited Network and on the Legion Podcast Network and on our own feed and Instagram and Facebook. Uh, we try and be pretty responsive, so if you hit us up on Facebook or Instagram, it's probably going to be me responding within a short period of time to you, so... Uh, just keep up with those those places if you are on any of those, please.
0: And look out for specials. Uh, Polly just hosted the first episode, the premiere of RLU Roundtable, mm-hmm. Round One. Uh, you can definitely look out for the Round Two coming by way of Cheney One Eighty soon. Sure. Yeah, and- that
1: was that was fun just because uh, you know I hadn't really talked to any of those three guys over the phone before and just to get together and and just talk about some shit and just get to know each other a little bit is always a big thing for me out of this. Like it's, it's fun to get get on and just talk about movies, but I like to actually just talk about us as people as well, you know? So that was, that was a nice uh, change of pace.
0: Yeah. I mean, what, what really birthed that idea is in the RLU, we have a messenger that people come in and out of, and um, sometimes you pick up on a conversation, and and you just kind of tune in, and it's like, where is this going? And uh, that was kind of the genesis of of the roundtable, um, and and to really the the RLU network chat is to network, is so that we can network with within each other. So that way, I mean, you and Marco were right. uh, an example of that. You you have two showrunners that were running their independent stuff. And, and then you were able to meet up and, and create new content together because of right. the network. And that's, that's kind of the idea of what this network is supposed to be. Um, give us uh, opportunities to get to know each other and, and, and one another and, and, and hopefully create something fun. And right. uh, that's where the roundtable can take it on to that next level. I right. I hope that um, we are diligent with producing the content for the roundtable, and we mm-hmm. do treat it as a special event when it comes through. Um, I'm excited by it. I enjoyed that uh, that that recording, Polly. I was really uh, excited. Yeah, it was that, a lot of fun that you uh, that you went ahead and and took the reins of that for the first ep, mm-hmm. and uh, and obviously it's always super polished whenever Paul's involved, and um, and then every or super Polish. Super Polish as well. No, it's not. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry. I mean the you there. And uh, you know, with, uh, with with you know, who will survive? I mean, obviously, you're you're killing them. You're killing them softly, Polly. Oh, the, thanks. With what you're producing and friends to the end, we're always with bated breath. Who are you gonna choose next? Who's in the chair next with Polly?
1: Yeah, I, I had I had uh, more structured plans for that too. And now, like I was saying in our in our pre chat that it's just kind of much more random. Now it's kind of, whenever I have time, I'll just go and grab somebody and see if they want to talk. So, so it's much more random now. There's no, there's no thought process behind any of it really.
0: Yeah. I mean, but you know, that can be fun into itself. It's when you you have real conversations with Mm -hmm. real people Mm -hmm. and it's not really super planned. It's like, Hey, you want to pick up the phone and let's talk. Uh, most people are going to be able to perform. And, and have right. something worth interesting something that's interesting worth listening to and um, I enjoy those, um, those those talks that you present to us in the Friends of the End but Pauly continues to kill it uh, make sure that you're staying tuned to Raw Live Unedited at rawlivepod.com uh, we're, we're dropping content almost on the daily all over again and um, definitely, definitely uh, stay tuned for more to come Uh, go ahead and follow us on raw live on edited on Instagram, where my man Dario is manning that page and dropping all of the latest pop culture news and make sure to tune in to the RLU weekly, which is where you'll hear me the majority of the time speechifying into your ears every Friday morning. (laughs) So with that being said for Polly, this is rich saying thanks for listening.
2: Making your way in the world today Takes everything you've got Taking a break from all your worries Sure would help a lot Wouldn't you like to get away? All those nights when you've got no lights The check is in the mail bed. Mr. Coffee's dead. The morning's looking bright. bright. And your shrink ran off to Europe and didn't even write. And your husband wants to be a girl. Be glad there's one place in the world where everybody knows your name. And they're always glad you came. Oh no, people are all the same You want to go where everybody knows your name
1: Get my shit together here and then we'll start in just a minute, alright? Okay. <laughs> <Hello
2: dog. sighs> okay. You
0: had a beautiful voice there, Polly. I am back. I love that singing voice. Do you sing do you sing to your kids like that at night? Or before they go to no. bed? A little hum that half hum that you do? Not anymore. Mm. Never since they you don't deserve. You never since they yeah.
1: You yeah, they don't deserve my love.
0: Who really does? When you think about it,
1: right? The dog. Yeah, just him.
0: Yeah, motherfucker's loyal.
1: Right. Well, not really. I mean, he is sometimes.
0: Yeah. Does he sell his balls?
1: Uh, no, he doesn't.
0: Oh, Okay, so yeah, he should be super loyal. If he didn't have his balls, if, you know that if they're they're gone, that means that he has nothing else to live for but you. But if he has his balls, the motherfucker, leave you quick.
1: Well, his mom's also in the picture, so you no, know, he likes her too. His mom, the dog's mom. Yeah, well, my girlfriend.
0: Oh, oh, oh no! Are you one, of, Paul? Are you one of those? Are you one of those dudes? What's that? Do you? <laughs> Do you, do you refer, when you talk to the dog, do you refer to your girl as like, "go, oh, go to mom, go to mom, <laughs> the fucking dog. Do you do that?
1: I do actually. uh His, one of his, one of his nicknames is dog son. Oh, I call no. him dog son.
0: That's awful. you guys put a fucking t-shirt on that motherfucker? It says champ on the back. Do you have shit like that going on with him?
1: Uh, no t-shirts. My girlfriend got like this this hoodie thing for him that <sighs> she puts on to walk him in the wintertime.
0: Yeah, a hoodie to cover his ears because mm-hmm. it's so cold.
1: hmm Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't put any clothing on him. No. But I do, uh, I do snuggle with him belly up though.
0: Oh, okay. Both of you guys are belly up, huh? <laughs> yeah. With your tits all just super hard, both. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> he likes a good tit rub. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh no, oh no, I can't fuck around too much because uh, uh, when my wife and I first got together, we um <clears throat> we had a little dog, right? And uh, it was a Shih Tzu. I I, I got her a shih tzu. Well, she got the Shih Tzu, and it was supposed to be for her, and um and, and it ended up being like my dog. I fucking love this dog. Her name was Charlie and uh, i love i love the dog we had her for 10 years and and she passed uh but it, it, it's funny how you you immediately you think oh it's the girl dog supposed to be with the girl but it was the opposite she was just real took to me and mm-hmm. before we had kids before we did anything uh, we, <coughs> we treated this little fucking dog as a baby we
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we used, to... <laughs> we, used to... we
0: had a oh my god oh, okay we we would put our dog, Charlie, we would put our dog, Charlie, in a stroller that was made for dogs, for little dogs.
1: <laughs> that's awesome.
0: <laughs> and we walk around with the fucking dog in a stroller.
1: That's fantastic. See, I can't do shit like that because my dog is 80 goddamn pounds. Yeah, And, that's and perfect... like long as, he's long as fuck too because he's so skinny. Right. So I can't, I can't Uh-oh. do like baby shit with him, but yeah. I totally would if I could. <laughs> And he would be down with it, too. He's kind of a big baby. He oh. likes all that shit. Yeah,
0: dogs love attention, you know? That's all they fucking well, ask for.
1: Our last Greyhound wasn't so down with all the the lovey-dovey stuff. He was a little more bitter and, and broken from being on the racetrack for so long. Oh, oh, you, Oh, you but, rescue. But yeah, but this one, he was in the system, but he never raced. And he got out before he was even, like, two. So he was not beaten down or anything and he was he was much more he's much more lively, he's super playful and rowdy and fucking rips shit up and steals things from the house and destroys them and digs holes in the yard and shit. So he's like a giant puppy.
0: <laughs> yeah man. I mean dogs man, they have your fucking heart, you know? They just mm-hmm. des- they deserve it though.
1: Yeah, um, not like fucking kids. <laughs> I was gonna
0: say cats but sure yeah like kids <laughs> those ungrateful shits <laughs> kids are a little bit like cats if you think about it yeah. they're, they're like do
1: a it. bunch of stuff for me and then fuck off yeah yeah they're fucking users
0: mm-hmm.
1: All of them. people
0: love to have animals they love to fucking have animals but they don't want to they don't want to do the work to make right. sure that that animal's a good animal it's like, oh, it's just a dog. Let's throw that fucking bullshit dog outside. It's cold as fuck. Winter time, motherfuckers out there screaming to come inside. That dog's screaming for help, and it's right. fucking and it's, it's asking to be let in. And the and the fucking owners are just in there at a nice fire, eating s'mores and shit. And the dog's fucking shaking, rattling in his bones.
1: I know, and they you know they let their kids in the house.
0: They let their kids in. They don't let their fucking dog in. What is that about? Right
1: kids do way more damage. Ah
0: man, I don't know. I, I don't like when people don't take care of their animals. It's like I, if you're going to buy if you're going to get an animal, whether you buy it or you're saving it, whatever yeah. you're going to do, you you have to commit, man. I mean, it's it's not oh, like yeah, yeah. it's not like you're going to keep it for 2 years. You're keeping it for a fucking decade plus. You know? Mm-hmm. Like plan that shit. Oh no, they're yeah. so cute. We need a You know what? This this is the shit, man. My my dude, okay, my dude's uh son. They work together, right? Mm-hmm. And uh and he he came home. Where he found a kitten in an engine block at their at their uh, their spot where they work, mm-hmm. and uh, and he you know saved the kitten and brought it home. These motherfuckers already have like several cats that they're fostering, right? They have several fucking cats already. So <laughs> so it's like, oh, well, we can't take this cat in. You know who can not take it in? Rich, Rich and Nick. Rich and Nick can take that fucking cat in, right? Meanwhile, I'm fucking allergic to cats. Like I I am <laughs> I, I get sick. Uh, Just being around a cat, right? It fucks me up. It it legit will put me down. We can't have cats, yet I have two. You know what I'm saying? And I have these pictures being sent to me as I'm at work. I'm working, right? I'm fucking working, making a goddamn living, making sure my family don't go into destitute and shit, right? And I'm I'm getting these fucking texts talking about, oh, isn't it so cute? Oh don't you just want to have this like no motherfucker I don't want to just have that uh, no that's just going to make me my life terrible what are you talking about don't <laughs> don't I want this no <laughs> it's so cute look at this one look at all these pictures just bing 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 on my phone right i mm-hmm. get home and i get bombarded i get bombarded by my wife i get bombarded by my daughter about they want this they want to save this kitten and it's like look you guys like the kitten right now because it's cute. I get it. It looks all fuzzy and shit. It's all happy. It wants to be near you. It wants to shit mm-hmm. and piss in your fucking hand, right? It's cute. It's sweet. That motherfucker gets ugly when it gets older. That's what happens. All cats are ugly. There's no pretty cats. They all ugly. And you you, you like it now. You'll hate it later. And then they're going to fuck up our furniture. They're going to dig their nails in our fucking leather. They're going to fucking shit and piss on our floors. We're going to have fucking circles of fucking shit and and goddamn leaking fluids from these, whatever they hack up, whatever that shit is that comes out of their mouth. Little circles of that on our carpet. You can't get it out again. You know, it's cute now. It don't stay that way. And plus, by the fucking way, by the way, your husband and your daddy, he's sick of that. They get him sick. They physically make him sick. Like, you know, weigh (laughs) that shit in your mind. And I have my daughter crying, crying, right? Because daddy's mean to the cats. Daddy doesn't like cats. Daddy hates cats. And then she asked me this question. She says, daddy, if it was a dog, would you save it? Would you save it if it was a dog? And I'm just like, honey, it's not, it's not even, that's not even the point. That's not even the point. You guys have two cats. You don't even take care of these damn cats, right? Thought it was all done, right? Ruin my night, right? Because this motherfucker is like, oh, you know what? We can't take the cat. Oh, but Rich can. So I fucked my night up. And then a week later we go to therapy right cuz we go to f- <laughs> we go to family therapy we go to therapy and my daughter re-, a- re reenacts that whole scenario from the fucking uh the previous week about the cat and i have to sit through that my wa- my daughter crying over the fact that daddy hates cats and daddy calls cats names <laughs> and daddy wants to kill cats right <laughs> <laughs> i have to hold this shit in in front of the therapist i have to hold it in i'm just like oh fuck she's putting me on blast right right
1: in front yeah, of, yeah. You know? not good and
0: then i have to correct i have to tell my i have to tell her i have to tell the lady i have to say look all right i do call the cats names i do all right but when i call them i don't call them like you know i don't call them nasty names i call them fat uglies right because i think cats are all fat and ugly <laughs> so first let me correct that second i don't want to necessarily kill them i don't mind if they die but i don't want to be the cause of it you know <laughs> <laughs> like i ain't no murderer you know so sure. we're dealing with that shit man but it's like god damn, these cats like they don't deserve all this they don't deserve yeah. it man they don't earn it not like a kid not like a goddamn dog a dog is just happy to
1: be around you that's enough for a dog that completes its life with cats, like, I feel like they're more popular because they're, for the most part, smaller and cheaper. Yeah. So that's why you see a lot of people, because, you know, they just fucking give cats away, but like, you have to buy dogs and their shit is more expensive to do. And I, you know what I mean? I feel like it's, it's not as easy.
0: Those, those motherfucking cats, they maybe, they hose. That, that's why there's so many of them. You know, so they'd be fucking all the time. You hear them screaming as their guts are being fucking killed. And mm-hmm. then you get cat season and there's all these kittens everywhere. And then they are expensive because every time we go to the goddamn um, veterinarian, I'm walking away for like three, $400 later. Like what the f- – I don't even like this cat worth $300, 400 my, my dude, one of my dudes is like, look, we have a threshold. If it's more – if the if the doctor bills more than $100, we got to let him go. We gotta let him go. We just—it's it. That's it. That's the threshold. If it's more than a hundred bucks, it's his time. <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna adopt <laughs> that shit. <Yeah. laughs> All this money, because they get you, man. That's a racket, you know. Mm-hmm. The 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 vet is a goddamn racket. Yeah, I, I'll, sometimes I'll be going there for whatever. When when my dog was getting, you know, when she was getting really really sick, we had two dogs, and when they were towards the end of their lives. They, they hit you with all of these. these If you look at the bills and how they break it down, it's just like, man, they gouging you for everything. You know, they're they mm-hmm. trying to, I don't know, they even charge you for the fucking glass of water you drink in the waiting room. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit's awful.
1: I want to be a vet. That'd be awesome.
0: <clears throat> yeah. What do you, I think you can just go um, online for like 30 days and you get the license. I think that's how it works.
1: I'm going to try it out.
0: Yeah. It's just a bunch of fluids you stick in the fucking hump of their back.
1: At least in 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 some states, I'm sure, you could get like the 30 day degree to be a vet in like Alabama. There, yeah. Like nobody gives a fuck there. Nah,
0: we have to be working on gators and shit and coons.
1: Right. <laughs> coons. I got my pet raccoon. <laughs> Who fucking has a pet raccoon? Just bringing raccoons to the vet. <clears throat>